You hear people in 12-step rooms say, you need to deflate your ego if you're going to overcome your addiction. That is not true. We all have an ego. (laughs) We're human beings. Now let's set the record straight. Welcome again to another episode of the 1% in Recovery podcast, where we encourage you to laugh every day. (laughs) Work hard. Work hard in your relationships. Work hard in your job, in your business. And also to love unconditionally. Just spread more love out in the world. It will come back to you. Your EQ is your IQ. Recovery is beautiful. Now, how do we get on this journey of recovery? Using metrics. It is free. Recovery Growth Scorecard. We use metrics in every other part of society, in our businesses, on how to evaluate employees or advertising or sales. Well, that you should be able to use metrics in recovery. So there's a way to introduce natural dopamine, natural and oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins to really start to rewire your brain, to change that neuroplasticity. And that way you can get on the right track. Because usually when you first start any major change, especially when you're trying to stop an addiction, trying to change your life, trying to deal with anxiety or depression, you don't know where to start. Oh God, how long is therapy going to last? How expensive it's going to be? Where are the 12 step rooms? I don't want to go to meetings for life. This is a way to really start you on that right track. Also, a free 15 minute call with me, Hugo V, to answer any types of questions about recovery, the steps, about relationships, about whatever else you're dealing with. That way you move forward. Both of these things, the Recovery Growth Scorecard or the 15-minute call, just get in touch with me at the website, www.lifeiswonderful.love, L-O-V-E, or email me, Hugo V, that is V as in Victor, at lifeiswonderful.love. Now let's get into this week's episode, Ego. You hear it a lot, especially in 12-step rooms that deal with alcohol because they're in their big book. Bill W., Bill Wilson, wrote that, you know, it was the deflation of the ego. Now, he originally had gotten a lot of this even before he even started on his journey from the Oxford group. It was one of the six steps from the evangelical group, the Oxford group, that Ebby Thatcher gave to Bill. So there's always been this talk about ego back in the late 1920s and the 1930s. You see, the big book was written in 1938. They were talking about this all the way back in 1934. Well, a lot of things have changed in the last 85 years, now in 2023. There's been a lot of advances in psychology, in understanding addictions, in understanding the brain. Ego is part of being human. We all have an ego. The question really has to be, is if you're an addict, where is your ego? Are you probably delving too much into that unhealthy ego instead of the healthy? What are characteristics or definitions of an unhealthy ego? An unhealthy ego is someone who's very critical of others very judgmental of others, manipulates others, 
always feels that the world has to revolve around them, that they have to be in control, that they have this feeling of superiority. <laughs> they get very defensive. You can't say anything to them. They're very arrogant. That is the unhealthy ego. And I can tell you, I was always, always very defensive. I always felt like, you know, you can always feel like this judging instead of just letting people be. See, that is the unhealthy ego. And part of that has to be developed through developing your character. It's being part of human. It's also part of having healthy EQ, emotional intelligence, understanding healthy mental health. So let's take the opposite. What is healthy ego? A healthy ego is someone that does have emotional intelligence. It's very aware of all their feelings. And also, if someone else has unhealthy ego and they come at them, and they can understand where this anger, this fear, this hurt is coming from, and not take what this other person is saying or doing personal. So that is what usually happens. We take things so personally. In reality, it's got nothing to do with us. And that's why we've got to be able to almost to step back, pause, and look at where are we with our emotions or with our even our own actions and behaviors? Have we done something to cause this hurt, this pain, this anger? And we have to then see where is it. Most of the time, it has nothing to do with us. And it's really our ability to react. Because what is a very attractive to people is people that have healthy egos. There's also a part, like I said, an unhealthy ego is arrogance. Now, let's all bring in, since we're talking about we're here in football season, and the most popular figure, whether we're talking about college or NFL right now, is Deion Sanders. And Deion is very clear that he's very confident in who he is and what he attempts to do. And don't confuse his confidence for arrogance. And one of the things I've listened to a few of his interviews, I've now become a big Dion fan, <laughs> just like a lot of people. We all want him to be successful, but he's going to be successful because he works hard. And he also has the mental game to be successful. But what he says is, I wear this cologne of confidence. <laughs> I love wearing cologne. I have a variety of colognes. I wear different ones each and every day. I always want to smell good. But he is right. He is right on the money. There is nothing like having confidence. And if you're a man and you're looking to either find a woman or even have your present woman feel more attracted to you, have that air of confidence. They find that attractive. It's the same thing for women. Men find women with confidence attractive. It is the number one thing. If you're out in the singles game or even you're in a relationship and you need to kind of spice things up, it's usually because you're acting, thinking, living in fear and insecurity, being unsure. No one likes that, man or woman. So understand confidence and understand how that is part of a healthy ego. So emotional intelligence, confidence, that is a healthy ego. And that's what I'm going to step into.
I don't talk about alcoholism or compulsive gambling. It's out there. I mean, I address it in certain topics. I talk about it in certain things about my story, but I love to live in faith. I just love to live in my emotions. I love to live in my goals. I like to tell you where I am going. Uh, and that way, you know where I've been and there's no secrets. It's complete transparency. That is a healthy ego. So going back to what alcoholics always try to talk about, deflating the ego. And this is where they're completely wrong because it was written by a white, straight male. White, straight males really do have to check their ego more than any other demographic group. Because I was talking to uh, a close friend of mine, alcoholic, known him for over 20 years. He was talking about, and he loves the big book meetings, sponsorship, being a sponsee, being a sponsor, and everything about the program. But he does have an issue and kind of takes a step back when they talk a lot about deflation of ego. That's usually a white straight male really has to look at it because they're the ones that have had the privilege or they've kind of walked around like they've kind of ruled the world. Same thing happened with uh, a female. Uh, a woman came up to me in the middle of the summer and told me that she doesn't like this deflation of ego. See, what white straight males have to understand is, is that gay men, no matter what their color is, have always had to kind of take a step back, either deflate their ego or to check their ego or to really, how am I going to act in this situation? Big, big, big topic with black people. Black people have always said that they've almost had to have almost like two different personalities. One that they kind of present, whether they're dealing with a job or with white America, and one when they're going to be able to do relax. And they should always be able to just step into their culture, their blackness, wear their hair the way they want, talk the way they want, move, dance. But blacks have always had to check their ego. It's also the same thing with women, Asians, and brown Latinos, and Afro-Latinos. We're not talking about the white Latinos, because the white Latinos, like me, being a white Latino, I can always act like a white, straight male. And so the deflation of ego does not work with the, all these other groups. And so that is another thing that really needs to be addressed. So that's why when you talk about ego, everybody. Man, woman, straight, gay, white, black, brown, yellow, kind of all, even red. They were talking about Native Americans, and we like to talk about different colors. All have to look into and step into our healthy ego, step into our emotional intelligence, and step into our confidence so we can live our best life. And that is what Life is Wonderful is all about, getting people to live their best life. If you're unsure about how to get confidence and character, just came out with a new course, Strong Character, Strong Leader Blueprint. Six-week course, we go through 12 character traits, 12 spiritual principles are the same. Three questions to each character trait. It's a course and it gets you thinking on how to develop who you truly are so you can live the life that you have been destined to live and the one that you should be living. With that, step into that healthy ego, and we will conclude this episode of The 1% in Recovery. Life is wonderful.